0: But I packed my stuff up so fast and left within three hours, I was in the car, burning through Texas like in no time, trying to get home with a smile on my face because I was like, I'm going to real estate full time. That's it. Done. Hi, you're listening to That Really Happened,
1: unbelievable real estate stories. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman if you're a real estate investor this is the podcast for you our guest speakers will bring you amazing intriguing and unbelievable stories about real estate investing the stories will be an honest and transparent account about what it actually means to invest in real estate you'll hear stories that investors don't usually share stories about hardships breaking points painful truths and surprising realizations sometimes there's a happy ending And sometimes the story ends very differently than you would expect. So let's get the show started. Hi, welcome to That Really Happened, unbelievable real estate stories. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman, broadcasting from Santa Monica, California, where every day is a great day to go to the beach and a bad day for cash flow investing. Just kidding. Well, today I'm hosting one of my favorite people in the real estate industry and a good friend of mine, Megan McCollum. Megan is a 14-year veteran of the fire service who finally stepped away after completing her dreams of making chief and a MS in risk management at University of Chicago. Megan took her lessons from her field of service and risk analysis to follow her passion for investing full-time and she has been educating people from beginners to sophisticated investors in creative and trend-setting real estate practices. Megan has been obsessed with networking her network and has been featured on many of top real estate podcasts, including Pockets, Joe Fairless, and Roth Rothkalief. She personally owns 40 plus units and in the process of scaling down to put her focus on both Liger and Tigon full-time. Her portfolio includes an apartment building and a handful of single-family and small multifamily properties. Hey, Megan, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. How are you? Great,
0: Ellie. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. Thank you. Megan is a a very uh, interesting and unconventional investor um, because of her background as a firefighter.
0: Yeah, I I don't think many people take to real estate investing through uh, public service. Uh, I have found a handful of them. I find that they actually do quite well. Uh, if you listen to Bigger Pockets, you might be familiar with David Green. He's now hosting a Bigger Pockets podcast with Brandon there. So he uh, is was a cop. I don't I don't know how, how he likes to uh, say what he does or did do. Um, but I mean, I think all of us feel like that's part of who we are forever. So there's a few cops and firemen investors out there, but it's 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 pretty atypical. We're a rare breed. Yeah. So how did you get from that to real estate? Um, I think, you know, I, I kind of came across, became, I became a firefighter, I'd almost say an accident. It was uh, it was almost too good to be true because most people, when they want to become a fireman, fight for years. Uh, I ended up taking my first test, got offered a position after my first test against 1,400 other people. And it made no sense because I had no background except... I would be third generation firefighter. So my dad and my grandfather, my uncle, all firemen. And I was just strong enough to do the job. Uh, when I was testing for the fire department, I was playing women's professional football in Wisconsin. And I think they were just impressed at ha- having any, any woman who walked through the door and do the job, it was impressive. So I think for me, it was a natural um, movement into real estate investing where I, I hear so many women talk about how intimidating it is. And I, I just want to ask, well, what do you do over and over again? It's it's kinda of why I had to get out of the, the fire service. Um, you know, there I was facing a 40 and a, a master's degree in, in, in my field and I was being challenged by kids coming up, you know, twenty something year old guys coming off the street with no experience. And when I realized I had to, prove myself to that guy, which in the fire service you should be proving, you know, you have to prove yourself to everyone, but not the new guy, right? So um, I wanted to go somewhere where I could just come in and prove myself, and what I did spoke for itself. And so, real estate investing was something that allowed me to come in, and you know, you're only as good as what you what you want, right? Mm-hmm. So, some people want th- hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars under under control. Some people just want to live a simpler life, right? Some people think happiness comes from control. Some think it comes from achievement. But when you're allowed to set your own metrics to what makes one successful, it's so much easier to be happy. Um, so that's uh, like the 100,000 foot view of how that, how, how, this all happened, how I got into real estate. Getting a little closer in, my, my my, mom was a really great businesswoman. And and to be honest, if I had to write a book about my, or like if I had to surmise my whole experience in real estate investing, it would just be basically be a book about the mother, because what I've, I've come to realize in talking about this over and over again on different podcasts or at conferences or with new investors is I'm basically trying to replicate for others, what my mother was capable of doing for me. Mm. And she provided a number of things, you know, um, and it's not just like a typical mom provides emotional support, right? Yeah. So I had a mom, she was emotionally supportive but at the same time in business. She was abusive. Like you'd ask Eric a question and her answer one day would be X. And the next day, if you asked her the same question, it'd be Y. And I'd be like, mom, you told me a totally different answer yesterday. And her answer would always be like, again, it doesn't matter. Just do something. And so my mom always had the right answer in that way. Cause it was always just do something. And so that's when I just started doing something. And my mom started, you know, real estate, there. And she kept saying like, oh, you know, I wanted to buy an apartment building. I wish I would have done that, but your dad was too scared. And, you know, my mom built a business and I watched my brothers and sisters go into business with them as I stayed in the fire department. And everyone in my family worked for my mom as she was a stay-at-home wife who created a multi-million dollar company out of her own living room, except for me. (laughs) So uh, my mom always told me I was unemployable, which I didn't know was the greatest thing you could probably say to a child able um, to earn a living, it just meant no one was going to pay me <laughs> to earn a living. I was, was going to have to do it myself. Well, it, it sounds like an insult, but it actually isn't. It's great. It's great. Um, it, it was also a very a nice warm, uh, it sounds offensive on the outside, but looking in, it was really a heartwarming accept my mom had of me, and it allowed me to really accept that I got fired a lot. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't because I was a bad employee. Uh, nobody wants the whistleblower working for them. Um, and I worked in some pretty, there were some pretty big national security secrets in some of the places I worked because I worked for the Department of Defense and Department of Energy. You, know, you have to do as right as you have to do is pretty much how that goes with all that. I, I don't know that. I know you know right and wrong. And so I went in there and did all the right things and it probably put me in a bad place for work. So um, my last job I was fired from, that was a job I, I made deputy chief in, but I packed my stuff up so fast, all into a, one car and left within, I was in New Mexico at the time, and my family was back here in Illinois, and I think I packed up everything I had out with me, that living in New Mexico within three hours, was in the car, burning through Texas, wow. like in no time, trying to get home, smile on my face, because I was like, I'm going to real estate full time, that's it, done. And, and for
1: you, the the moment was the moment that you decided to move to real estate was a moment where you actually understood. Oh, you know what? I am unemployable. Yeah. And my mom was right. I'm just gonna do it.
0: When I got to New Mexico, I started looking at property values. So let me let me get back to a little bit of a timeline. Became a fireman in like 2004. Bought my first house after saving up $14,000 in 2005. We know how real estate was there, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Later in the year 2005, left my job as a firefighter there, went to the Middle East. So my family sold my house. I didn't even sell my house. I just left it. And I went to the Middle East and worked as a firefighter there. I was in Kuwait at Camp Erafjan, and I was uh, training combat lifesavers. I promised my mom I'd never join the military, but that didn't mean I didn't feel a need to provide some service for our country. My mom just, again, just thought it was best if I was less employable. Um, and so joining the military would have been a bad move for me. And I, uh, and I started investing in real estate. Um, the worst way possible, I paid all cash for a condo in Chicago at the height of the market in 2007. Let's just say I still own that condo. Um, I'd like to get rid of it the next year. Uh, it's, we've finally bounced back from that. Um, when I left that, I bought a duplex that I'm currently living in right now. Um, that taught me everything I felt like I needed to learn in the landlord. Not doing it full-time, but being a landlord, because now I have multiple properties. and then we'll fast forward just through some boring things, but I move around a bit, and every time I move, I buy another house and I don't sell it, and I just put two tenants in it. And that got me up to the point where I had five units when I decided to go full-time. Even and this is the thing that people need to think of right now. We're on an upswing. The economy is expanding. So what we should all be doing in our businesses is contracting. You play the game of expansion and contraction or rise or fall. And that's where our greatest wealth generation comes from. We still had a little bit of contraction because I was buying in a small town and I was buying and buying and buying. And and people were like, well, it doesn't make sense. You're not going to make any money. And I'm like, well, that's funny because I pay less money for the houses than the other people in town renting them. And I rent them for more money than the other people Mm -hmm. in town renting them. So you think I can't do it as a business. I knew... I was going to fail upward, more like, and how do I explain that? What does that mean? It's better It's better to trip up a flight of stairs. I mean, even think about it, like, okay, you're wearing a pair of high heels, it's Friday night, 9pm, you maybe have a cocktail in you, would you rather trip up a stair or trip down a stair? Up, of course, yeah right? So yeah. it's way safer. You might stuff your hands up, a little pride, a little dent in the ego, but you're still moving forward. You take one step down a flight of stairs, your night might be over. Hmm. Same, same with real estate. You always want to trip up. You want to fall up. So the market's still swinging up. Um, so I knew it was a good time to get started and it was a good time to take a chance. And I didn't know when the next time I would be able to trip up in, in the real estate market was going to be. So I did it. And, um, Oh, I made plenty of mistakes, but I did it at the right time, you know? So, um, and I didn't have anyone guiding me. So my mom passed away four years ago, um, this month and she guided me to the place where I had to learn everything myself. So my mom got me to the point where she's like, I'm going back to the fact that my brothers and sisters all work for her. And she told me she didn't want me to work for her. She wanted to partner with me and she always wanted to buy in real estate. Um, in 2012, on my birthday, my mom came down with, uh, terminal, terminal lung cancer. And so that never, that dream never happened. So now I, in talking about my future, like what I'm looking to do, because I I tell everyone I'm contracting my business. Um, I've been building two new businesses with an amazing partner. He's just so brilliant. Um, who has the same vision that my mom had for me. He and I have for others. And what we want to do is we want to make real estate investing more accessible and we want to make it safer and we want to make it so that you have more support in doing it and you have more people who want to help you move up together. And it's kind of leading, um, the idea is leading people in peer mentorship because you can't just walk out and be like, will you be my mentor? It's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I I don't know. I've, I've been, go cruising through books at like one or two books a week. And I'm sorry, people, I, these brilliant people, I'm just taking them in like crazy. I can't remember who said it, but it was kind of like that book. Are you my mom? Like You can't <laughs> go around asking people right. like if they're your mentor, will you be my mentor? It's like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. But when you can't find a mentor, you're more likely to walk away When you can't get that support. You're more likely to walk away. That's right. And there's greater, greater barriers to entry. You tend to quit. Because, and that's what the thing, you know, there's always a question everyone asks on bigger pockets, pretty much any podcast or any interview or whatever. People always want to go, you know, ask you, what's the difference between someone who makes it and someone who doesn't? <laughs> it's the same thing in a race. It's the same thing in any sort of like aspect where you're trying to achieve something. You just don't stop. People who don't stop doing don't stop achieving. Mm-hmm. But people all stop when they're alone. Cause it's easier. Sometimes all you need is just one person holding you accountable. People who diet do better that way. People who, um, have to exercise more do better that way. People who stop drinking do better that way. So why wouldn't that be whole, you know, hold true in real estate investing? It's not a natural thing. There's a lot of tax and legal issues that are involved with it that are just so overwhelmingly consuming, um, People don't get started. Uh, what's, the, what's that saying or that, the phrase everyone uses? Uh, analysis paralysis, right? Everyone throws yeah. around. We all, parrot, yeah. we all parrot the same phrases. We steal them from each other. We just stop listening to each other and go out and start listening to other people in other fields. It would mm-hmm. make us move along a lot faster in real estate. Go listen to speakers on science and the gut you know, biome and weird stuff. You'll get great ideas about real estate because there's so much that's been recycled within real estate itself. Oh my gosh, where was I? I'm just running on. It's not really a story. It's just like this. <laughs> no, you're fine. Like we're falling. We're falling down a hill together. That's what it feels like. No, you you, you were right.
1: um talking you basically talked about your uh your companies, any companies that you created. Right. Um and, and the fact that people, when they are by themselves, they actually they tend to quit because there's inherent challenges mm-hmm. in every new thing that you do in real estate, I think, in particular, because People, I think, are afraid to get into it and, and um, to lose money or to be ridiculed by their friends and family if, if they fail. So what,
0: what do you think about that? Friends and family are rough. I mean, my friends and family, well, my friends think they know what I do and my family has no idea what I do. So if your family and friends don't support you, you're like everybody else in real estate. So congratulations, you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. It, it, I don't know, there's just some things that are so true you Heard of spouse or family, like an important family member like a mom or a dad who will hold you back. Mm-hmm. And the truth is they just, they hold you back because they don't want to see you fail. But we have to think of it more of like, we have to push each other to fail so that we can eventually see someone succeed. Too many of our parents die without us seeing our success because Mm -hmm. I found, once I lost my mom, um, I wasn't afraid of making mistakes. No one was gonna tell me what I could or couldn't do, right? I was like a a kid with no babysitter for the first time. There was 10 years old, my parents left me in charge and I'm eating all the ice cream, right? (laughs) I wanted to talk about the, the two companies that were starting in parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, one is really more my, my baby and the other one's more my partner's baby. So, uh, I partnered up with an amazing man named Zach Henderson from Madison, Wisconsin. And a couple of years ago, I had gone around the country, uh, all in the Midwest and started real estate investing clubs, um, uh, in different cities around the Midwest. Uh, and it was awesome because then I got a lot of people while I was doing that. I'd have people reach out to me on podcasts, like from this one and say, Hey, I want, start a real estate investing club just like mine near me. It's like another thing I knew people needed and people just wanted more connection. Um, And they didn't know how to get it. They didn't know how to meet other investors. They didn't know how to formulate that support. But my focus was to be able to reach as many people as possible because I don't have much time. You know, we always talk about how time is our greatest resource because you can't make any. Right. So I wanted to start educating more people. And uh, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know it all. And I'm the first person to admit that. So we've created, we are in the process and super excited about creating a ton of content, video content uh, on real estate investing. And what we're hoping for is to offer enough video, real estate investing video education that would include like tax law, tax and legal reference specific things to real estate. So um like what change like how did like if we had to look back in the past of like what would this help with? It what was it 2015 was the job jobs act that allowed allowed crowdfunding to start, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so something like that um is something that we would have had videos on that nobody else would have been able to get that information right away because only a select few had it because it was brand new. So the people who had it were the rich people because you can go and pay the like the best of the best, you know, to get that information as fast as possible, and it's a trickle down effect. The poor people find out a couple of years later because they finally had someone say
1: that. So, how do you have access to the information before most people have it? This
0: is this is what we love. We're finding those top people in the industry, uh, top syndicators in the industry, uh, the top lawyers, the top um, CPAs, and we're partnering with them in order to create uh, education that is not, it's specific and created by someone, top person in their niche. Two, it is time relevant. So in our preferred partnership, their responsibility would be to update us immediately if anything were to change within the content of the education we've provided. So it's instead of like buying a book, uh, we've found that it's something that can help more and more people get into real estate investing like they've always wanted to. Um, They can use it to invest in other things like businesses, gold, um, what they call alternative investments. Uh, That's what the banks like to call it. The content that we're focused on providing right now, specifically, we're starting with what we chose to start with is self-directed retirement investing strategies for people who want to invest in real estate. Um, We think it's super important. Uh, It's been around for a few years, so there have been plenty of cases where it's been tried. We feel very confident that People and/or person that we are partnering with right now in regards to retirement um, investing, self-directed retirement investing, will be the people who will know the things. Let's just say they're the people who are are, are at the level of writing the handbooks mm-hmm. on how to do this stuff. Those are the people who we're partnering with. That quality of people, um, because we can get that top-level education to them to the masses. At a much lower cost, right? So, for example, I had a woman um, come to me and say that she, she had a child with special needs. And she said, Could you help? Would your company be able to help me create a special needs trust so I could save money for my daughter? And when I die, the state won't take it all and then just put her on Social Security. And because right now they're, they're just starting to, to scrimp and save. She's a very young girl. And I was like, um, I'm like What does it cost right now? And she said, I got quoted $6,000. So this is someone who's already having to pay thousands and thousands of dollars in medical costs for their kids. And I, I talked to um, one, one of the gentlemen who I know does trusts, and I, and I trust him, and he said he probably could get that cost down to about 9 And that would be the course about, so it would include a course, and it would be setting up a trust for a parent. So... Um, the whole idea behind Taigon is the educational portion of real estate investing and it's either for someone who wants to get started or isn't sure how to get started or what do they want to get started with, right? That's everyone's question. And I, we're not going to try to get anyone to buy a $2,500 course. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get people to, you have to charge people something even if you want to give education away because I don't know about you, but if you've ever had one of those people it's like download or put your information here and get my PDF I mean i'm sure you and i have both used this strategy too yeah but a lot of people will take what's free and not give it the time of day
1: because they didn't pay for it yeah exactly it's it's psychological thing
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you have to get them invested in themselves as much as you're invested in them and it's hard because i didn't want to take ten thousand dollars from a kid who wanted to be mentored i turned out a lot of kids who asked me to mentor them for money and but at the same time i can't give it away i only have so much time and there's there's just so much to teach, right? So we're looking at creating courses that are anywhere from like $49 a course, like our, our intro to uh, self-directed real, uh, retirement investing
1: mm-hmm.
0: is going to be like $49. And that's just to t- teach people what it's about, where it is, who's a, who can use it, you know, dispelling myths and cutting out like the noise. Like the, the internet is so noisy right now. Yeah, I think um, I lost there. It's, it's right. It's hard to like, who do I trust? Well, they mm-hmm. said this on the internet. Who's they? Then you go back. Like even I'm like bigger pockets, which is awesome. Bigger pockets is amazing. Bigger pockets is why I've been able to get to where I am. It's a tool I use. Everyone should use it, but you have to go then research that person who said that thing. And then you have to, Oh, they, okay. So they are professional. And then you have to do like a, not to research that professional. And do they do what they say? Like, are mm-hmm. they a good professional? We are What we're doing with our business is we're providing the highest level education we can for the lowest cost we can to the value it's, you know, providing people. And we're doing it with the top people in the industry. We're keeping it time relevant. Um, We will send out alerts. Like if someone just bought that, like all they bought from us was that introductory program, that program would be theirs for life. And we would continue to update that program for them. Um, we're hoping to eventually have enough content that people would be interested in subscribing to all of the content. Um, and then they'd have access to all the content that is maintained live and up to date. Um, whatever you've paid for, you'll get a notification if there's any new adjustments. Uh, Mm -hmm. so like, think about it, like the tax law that, you know, Donald Trump's proposed tax changes, for example, uh, the IRS came out with an 186 page, uh, tax document trying to explain the changes. And it told us nothing. Um, it was very vague. It, it didn't tell us anything really. It was no more direct. And I don't know how you don't answer a question in 186 pages. It, I, must, I might have written it myself. I mean, because I'm. I, <laughs> if it's written the way I talk, that would make sense. But um, but those sorts of things are important because you go to three different CPAs and three different CPAs say three different things. Well, you're probably not going to three different CPAs. You probably have your one. And Whatever your one says, you're going to trust because they're the professional, right? Well, now we're having, I want to introduce everyone to the professional that the professionals look to, to find out the right thing to tell their clients. So um, that's the education portion of one of our companies. The other one is, once you go through some more education courses, uh, our other company, this is really my partners, and Zach, he's more like my, he's super business. He's like Zach of the classes, Megan for Mm -hmm. the masses. It's our joke. (laughs) But Tigon Education is our is our company that will be providing the education. Liger Investing is a company I'm working with Zach on to provide opportunities for investors um, to either get involved in passive deals. So all the deals that we'll be bringing to the investors for Liger will be deals that we'll personally have equity, cash, part of my retirement account, part of the business investment. One way or another, myself and my partner, Zach, or the business, between the three of us, we will have money in each and every deal that we bring to our investors. So that way everyone knows that we're bringing them only the best investments that we have found within our network with people who we intimately trust and know that they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's another scary part, right? Everyone wants to, oh, I I can make so much more money in real estate, but who do I trust? Well, unfortunately, like in every field, um, and, and real estate investing is less regulated. Thank God. Um, when you get to the higher levels, it's more regulated. Um, but it's, it's, it's regulated to a point. I mean, I guess that's right. how you should put it. Right. Um, but when you are capable of finally investing in, in those higher level investments, if your mom and dad didn't come for money and didn't do it that way, if you weren't brought up that way, if you didn't go into, uh, commercial real estate as a career, there's a lot of shrouds of secrecy it feels like getting involved and you're talking getting into some of these larger deals 50 100 a $1 million dollars per deal it's it's hard to put your money in when you don't know the people who are doing it so um people will know that my partner and isaac will will know and we have a very long process of vetting people um, whose deals we will sponsor uh, right now we've done one and he's been put through the ringer because we're trying every last vetting process on him, but it, it's been great. And we've gotten great feedback from the couple of investors we've already had who've uh, filled deals.
1: Interesting. And so, and, and I see, um, and, and I see some sort of correlation between um, you know, your need um, as a young uh, woman uh, when your mom was, was alive to get, straight answers and to get the right information because you felt unsure of what should the next step be. And basically what you've created is a platform, a system that can actually provide all these answers to people who are afraid to take the next step or kind of unsure of how to begin or how to proceed. So you provide them with all the answers so they can just take it um, and then move forward. So they don't need to wait for someone you know, for you, you had someone who pushed you who told you, hey, you're unemployable. Mm-hmm. You can do this. I want to partner up with you. And just don't don't dive into the details. Don't get, you know, paralyzed by the need to know everything about everything. Just take an action. That's the most important thing. And you're basically mm-hmm. I, I think in, in, in my opinion, that's the, the the value that you provide with your company. You're you're saying, hey, here's the information. It has been vetted. Now, this is enough for you. That's what you need right now to take the next step. And i just go and do it. So you don't need to spend a year reading books and articles and listening, you know, going to this event and and that event, you have everything in
0: one place. When I was thinking I want to buy a rental property, it took me three and a half years of scar. Like I I what went to every open house. I knew every house, like from Evanston, Illinois, which is one suburb north of Chicago to about twenty eight hundred, every like every opportunity, every place I could have bought from twenty eight hundred North Chicago up to Evanston, and that was probably a how many square miles? It's like sixteen square miles. I mean, I'm guessing of it's probably more than that uh, of, of areas I was looking at moving into, and so I had to know everything about, it. and so I was watching. I'd go through and I'd mark all my favorites and every day I'd go and I'd I'd get every notification for when prices changed up or down. And so I knew which blocks were were moving upwards fast and down slowly and where we were supposed to buy in that, when that opportunity came with the crash. Um, And there's just too much, right? There's too, when you spend your, like when you're crazy passionate about something, you absorb so much about it. That you can't put it all into words. Like, like create a course, create a book, uh, have a, you know, coach a course. Like, I can't do that um, in a way where you just sign up and for six weeks you're with me and whatever. But if I'm continually creating information, like if I'm as I'm continually learning or people are having problems because I have so many problems and so many solutions coming by me so fast because of my network, I need other people to help put this content out with me. Um, because you just can't do it all by yourself, right? Yeah. So um, y- it's just so much more fun to do with others too. Like I wouldn't be doing all this if I didn't have the most awesome part business partner in the world. Like when, when days are bad, I call Zach and I'm like, I'm mad. And he's like, all right, you have every reason in the world to be, but be, you know, be calm, blah, blah, blah. We'll, we've got this, we're partnering on this, we can do this. And I'm like, okay, you're right, thanks. Mm-hmm. Zach in that way has a lot of qualities my mother had. So what I found is I'm trying and I'm finding I surround myself with more and more people who are like my mother, which really, I can't believe I'm saying this, this is coming out of my mouth. Like 10 years ago, I would have vomited having said that, right? But um, yeah, just turning 30, I just turned 40. So looking back at when I just turned 30, my God, that would have destroyed me to say that out loud, that I just wanted people around me who are only like my mother. But it's true. And I've gone through a ton of hardship, you know, and, and a, a lot of the, I think some of the most solid investors out there have had their ass handed to them in this business or in life in general. And it only makes sense. The only person I wanted when when she, the fam was my mom. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just like in a mom coddle way. It was in a business way, in a mentorship way, in a leadership way, my mom and to so many people, and my brothers and sisters do it too. And I, I try to listen to find out if we're crazy or if the whole world feels this way about how important their mo- their mother was to them. But like my friends do it. Like my brother just got married and his friends were crying because my mom wasn't there. I was giving the speech at his wedding and they were like, talk about your mom. And I'm like, did some 30-year-old bro just yell out <laughs> to talk about my mom who passed?" So I just think I don't want to teach you and then make you come and invest with my investment company because I'm the only one who knows anything. No, I want to teach you and I want you to feel comfortable to go out and do and make mistakes on your own that you have to, whether it's investing passively with someone else and not me. Cool. You're going to learn either way. You're going to learn that there's, that you like somebody else or you're going to learn that you should have come back and stuck with me in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're going to learn and you're going to go do a skill and you're going to flip a house and then you're going to come to me for Liger, at Liger Investing and say, hey, will you fund my flip? Can you get me some investors? And if you came through our course, I know what you know, it's going to be a lot easier for me to turn around and say, absolutely. I'll say, show me the deal. This is how, You'll know exactly what I need to see for me to turn around very quickly and say, yes. And when I can do that, and I can do that for more and more people, I don't need 18% like a hard money lender gets. I'm just trying to give people as much opportunity as possible. And we're trying to bring in all the most awesome people I can find within real estate investing to be part of it. And we don't want to create jobs and put people in them, we want to find the best people and then build their jobs around them. right. Um, well, because people are happier.
1: It sounds sounds like um, two great companies that can actually help both active and I think also um, obviously passive investors. Um, so so Megan, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you, learn about your companies or about anything else real estate related?
0: Um well, I am very active on different a couple different social media platforms. Um, I'm on Facebook and people can find me at my first name, Megan, M E G H A N McCollum, M C C A L L U M underscore capital R capital E. That means real estate people. Cause that's my professional Facebook <laughs> page. Um, please don't tell me you think I look pretty in my dress or, you know, some other weird thing and send me roses on it. I know you're shaking your head, Ellie, because <laughs> it happens all the time. On like, Hey, you want to talk? It's like, sure. What do you want to invest in? And guys are like, I just want a friend. And I'm like, I don't, I got enough of those. I need more investors. Um, so yeah, the RE at the end, if you start seeing that on Facebook, that's so that mm-hmm. you can tell that people are putting together professional real estate Facebook profiles on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. You can find me at the Megan McCollum. I know it's original, uh, or people can e- email me directly. My personal email is Megan. M-E-G-H-A-N, at McCollumHoldings.com. I love to get back to every single person. It may be months. It may be longer. I don't mind if someone bothers me. If you if you really, really want my attention, be the squeaky wheel. But that's why we've got these companies popping up so we can help everybody. All right. Great. Well,
1: thank you so much for sharing your story and telling us about your your. Two new companies. It's great to understand, you know, the value that you bring to investors. And on a personal note, you know, it was great chatting with you as always. I guess we'll catch up later.
0: Absolutely. Can I plug one thing coming up? Uh, I've been lucky enough to start working with Loyal University uh, in Chicago, and uh, we're hoping that that relationship goes further with be able to provide some real estate investing education through them in the future. But October nineteenth, we've got a one day workshop. Uh, I'll be speaking there along with somebody else, you know, uh, James G. Springer. Mm, of he's, course, he's going to be speaking. Yeah, he's. It's interesting because he's he's going to be taking his like uh, his science of selling uh, and be applying it to real estate. So there'll be stuff we'll be talking about uh, negotiations um, and like what do you have to say to get a loan from a bank and you know a lot of his his word magic that he mm. does. So. A lot of other great uh, investors will be speaking there. Um, Bree Schmidt might recognize her name from BiggerPockets. Or Linda Weygamp, she was another BiggerPockets guest. She's a tax magician. Um, But yeah, uh, take a look at that. And um, I'll send you the link if you want to put that in your notes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, thank you again, Megan. Thank you for for sharing your story. And um, we'll, we'll stay in touch.